0: Welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week, we will discuss tools, tips, and ways to radiate your best life ever, interviewing practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Hey, welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Today we are in Geneva, Switzerland. Well, actually, Launcey, Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Launcey, to Radiate Design with our own astrologer in residence with Radiate Wellness, Mary Jane Stodenman. Full disclosure: Mary Jane also happens to be my aunt, <laughs> <laughs> but yes. wonderful astrologer.
1: A wonderful astrologer, and you've been doing this for a long time. Wow, I started studying in 1978. And I've been consulting since 1983, I'll say, 84. So, you know, do the math. I don't know you're better than I. 35 years? That's quite a long time. So you
0: know a thing or two about the planets?
1: I like to think so.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And what they do in our lives. In fact, I I like your approach because um, you really tie astrology into every aspect. It's not just relationships. It's not just career. I mean, it's just like even health.
1: For sure. For sure, uh, uh, what is designated straight out as medical astrology is very, very useful in seeing everyone's, um, every person's, uh, first of all, the terrains in his body that are going to be sensitive, that he has to pay attention to, what type of vital energy, because there are at least 12 types of vital energy sure. that he can plug into and see oh, where they can go wrong, see where you're likely to have issues. Uh, uh, it's very healthy in planning one's uh, direction of one's energy. Right, it
0: is. And as we, as we were talking before we set up, um, we were trying to decide well, what, what you radiate. Um, but we came up with design. Interesting. Can you tell a bit why we chose that?
1: Um, I've always been, in all these years, looking at astrology patterns in people's lives in the sky, mm-hmm. uh, I've been struck by the, the real elegance, the real uh, uh, beauty of the movements of the planets uh, with themselves, among themselves, uh, in, within, in and out of our lives, mm-hmm. how they're touching us. And the ultimate belief, that I feel very strongly, that there is a design, that we don't mm-hmm. all, all, immediately see, we're not immediately sure of what's going on in this vast world that looks like so muddled, but in fact, there is a design, there is a pattern, several patterns, in fact, that are going on, but they're interacting, and uh, the studies of astrology is extremely useful in putting order, putting order in these, what seems like very chaotic, a disparate movements, sure. but uh, yeah. out of the chaos comes a design, and uh, I've always found astrology very, very useful in finding that design in our lives, first mm-hmm. of all, right. and uh, ultimately trying to understand some other things that are going on around us.
0: Right, yeah, so that there's a, pl- a plan in our lives.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know what, I had a very interesting question someone asked me today about that. Um, like how much are we tied to that design and how much can we change within that mm-hmm.
1: it's the ultimate question that always uh, comes up in, with right. astrology among other things I believe that uh, our natal chart what, what is essentially a blueprint for right. our lives <coughs> right. uh, is going to show us first of all the, uh, the basic plan Mm-hmm. Uh, secondly, of course, the the instruments that we have available, right. the different energies that we have at our uh, at our at our disposal, uh, at our disposal. Right. and then um, will show us where things can go wrong. This mm-hmm. is the interesting part, where things can go wrong, and I fully believe that this is. Some sort of karmic baggage that we have uh, uh, always to deal with uh, in, in this life and in each life. Right. Uh, what we've learned, we bring in, but what we haven't gotten right yet, we've got to try this again. And so we can see uh, if in our blueprint, uh, maybe you need another door, maybe you need another garage, maybe you need a better roof. And these are the the aspects, what we call uh, the more conflictual or challenging aspects of right. the chart, for instance, that are going to help us build muscles. They're there to show us what we have to get right this right. time, and uh, where we're going to build character, build a better person.
0: Right, some of our challenges, and I think mm. it's very interesting that we can even see maybe what our karmic balances, what our karmic load is coming sure. in in our chart.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, there are now, I'm not a, special in, a specialist in karmic astrology, by any means, there are other people who have gone off and love to look at back lives and so on and so forth. I'm pretty interested in what's going on right now. Right. Um, however, however, mm-hmm. I can see an old chart, for instance. Sure. Uh, an old soul that's coming, coming in with some very important issues, but that are mm-hmm. holding on from the past. At the same time, there are very young Charts, young right. people who are either free of uh, of a load, mind you, the easy charts aren't always the easiest to live through. Really? But yeah, yeah, and that's an interesting thing. I come back to this need to build build muscles, and we right. build muscles through conflict, through challenge. Exactly. When I see these glorious charts, they're absolutely very eagle, sunshine, eagle, eagle, and rainbows, and, just and perfect. Right. These are people who can become depressed. These are people who uh, lack fiber, lack uh, uh, grit, or... grit. When they're grit. placed in a difficult situation, oh, there's nobody there. Right. They don't know how to uh, count on. <gasps> oh, sure. The muscles they've got in. Uh, right. So I'm not afraid at all to show somebody uh, the difficult points in a chart, in their natal chart. This is where they're going to be able to, to mm-hmm. grow and grow through some experiences, yeah, past experiences, or that are going to come up again now. That are going to show up, right? Right. You know, of course, this you know I love how everything overlaps, and this
0: makes me think of the chakra system, of course, mm-hmm. where we may have vulnerabilities. Do we have like a like for in my case a lifelong challenge with the throat chakra? Where do we
1: have these issues, right? The the planets in the astro- astrological reading and especially in medical astrology, but it applies to all kinds of sources of energy, um, are applied to the chakras as well, for instance you're talking about the issues with the throat chakra, mm-hmm. this is Venus, this oh. is uh, communicating, this right. is bonding, this is where, uh, what and how we love Venus right. and how we express that, our desires. Right desires. Another huge work. Well, yeah. So it's all here. And uh, our, with, a, with a Venus that's challenged in a chart, mm-hmm. we have to decide what we want, what we need, what is going to be best for us, uh, what we value, mm-hmm. and how to communicate that. Mm-hmm. How to show. Sometimes this throat is, uh, is also indicating things that we haven't been able to see, to, to say. Right. Exactly. You know, sometimes you need to tap on the table and say, hey, you know, it's my turn. Uh, I need to speak up. I need to do this thing.
0: Well, you know, speaking of desire, speaking of the design, speaking of this voice and Venus, et cetera, you've written a book on it.
1: I have. I have that I'm very proud of. Desire and Design is the name of the book and talks all about uh, Venus, also Mars. Mm-hmm. And how, through the signs, through all the astrological mm-hmm. uh, zodiac, each planet uh, in its place in the zodiac, and how it's affecting our choices, our actions. Exactly. Uh, there are a hundred different little thumbnail biographies of famous people who are showing, who are living through right. these choices, these planets, how, how they've acted on his or her choices, Mm -hmm. uh, how they've uh, finally shown up in these people's uh, lives. Uh, Also, very subjective uh, illustrations that I've Mm -hmm. taken from uh, artworks, all kinds of artworks that, to my mind, uh, show graphically some facet of this uh, planet's personality. Well,
0: I love it because it's very visual, And, you know, as a visual person, I like to look at a picture and go, oh, that's what that energy looks like.
1: Yeah, precisely. And this is how I came to write the book. Uh, The Desire and Design was initially a a weekend workshop Mm -hmm. that my students in astrology kept asking for. They were saying, well, yes, but what does this look like? What, you know, what's going on? Right. What does this planet look like? And it's exactly that. So this is how I started throwing uh, artworks up on the wall and saying, well, it looks like this. It's this color. It's this kind of a brush stroke. Right. And then uh, that took me off into uh, studying different biographies, uh, uh, again uh, delineating how these things have been used. And the whole thing just got kind of out of hand, so I decided to, to write it all up in a book that I thought maybe could help other teachers, other students, other anybody right. who's interested. I've always said it's an art book for astrology freaks, and it's an astrology book for art lovers. So mm-hmm. finally we could see not only what's in the illustration, but also what's in the life of the artist. Yeah, because you have people like
0: Clara Barton and, um, let's see, who else you have? You have uh, Ferdinand Hodler in there. You've got music, musicians, Mozart, uh, all of these famous people.
1: Kings and queens, presidents, right. uh, bandits. Uh, villains. <laughs> villains. villains bad people and good people. And, uh, yeah, right. just what's making them basically uh, do what they do. Yeah. And that that's what astrology is, that's what an astrology study is. Well, and is.
0: that's why we go to,
1: astrologi-
0: sure. to astrology, to find mm-hmm. out more about ourselves.
1: Precisely. Right? What do I want of life?
0: How do I go about getting it?
1: And Yes, and why do I keep making some same mistakes? Why, right. am, I, why am I hung up on choosing this type of a partner, or this type right. of a job, or uh, I can't get away from my parents? or. A lot of things that come right. up like that that uh, that are blocking us, and uh, this is a wonderful way to uh, to get around. You know, if you come to the wall, you can either go over it, or you can carve through it, or try to go around it. Anyway, this is what we're looking for, basically. Right. So in desire. Astrological study.
0: Right. Right. So desire being, you know, what we want. And then design being how we design to
1: get it exactly 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 and this is what this is how Venus and Mars work together in right. the chart, uh, and I say the Venus and Mars are the right hand and the left hand of the Sun. Interesting. The Sun that's a vital energy that's a that's the the heart right uh, also hooked up with the heart chakra of course, and um, then the Venus is going to define. What that heart basically wants, mm-hmm. and she's going to send out Mars to go get it, to go mm-hmm. figure it out. Uh, Mars is a wonderful problem solver as well, and it has a, a lot of uh, our notions of competition and uh, aggression as well, but also problem solving abilities. How do we, you know, go get this thing?
0: Exactly, and well, and that can give us a lot of information about you know why we keep hitting these brick walls. when well, maybe we're going sure. about it. In- You know, in a wrong way.
1: Exactly, Mm -hmm. exactly. I find often this is tied up with uh, with past mistakes, but also, uh, oh, we see so many uh, just family patterns that repeat and repeat and repeat through the generations. It's fascinating, in fact, to see uh, the family signatures when you have a if you have the luck to have a series of charts from uh, different generations in a family. There's inevitably um, an aspect or a planetary placement that serves as a signature to everybody. <laughs> Everyone in this family. There's a rallying point. And typically it's a, it's a point of, uh, again, repetition of an attitude or a behavior pattern, mm-hmm. something that's hold, that can hold us back quite seriously. And very often this is something we have to... Get over as well. you know it's important to at least see where it's coming from mm-hmm. And if necessary, like just say, Oh, you know this'
0: The box stops the, here. Yeah,
1: exactly. This mm-hmm. is the end of the train, and uh, I'm getting off. Basically, you know, right. I can do better than this.
0: Right, and so yeah, in families we see you know patterns of belief, patterns of oh. behavior, patterns of emotion, patterns of reaction. Right. But you're saying that it's um, even more than that. That it's maybe even
1: in our stars and our planets. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. wow, interesting. Oh yeah, we can read these things and uh, and. Uh, it seems to be part of. Oh, there's so many vocabularies. Astrology is one way to look at the organization of sure. the soul and the body that is repeated through generations. It's mm-hmm. one. That's one vocabulary okay. that's mm-hmm. uh, that's available to us. Um, you know, of course, we've is, got the Akashic records as well. You know, we've got the chakra system, the energy system, sure. and all of that. Sure. And uh, these planets aren't just rocks in the sky. They're they're also, they also have their own energetic aura that seems to touch us. I think this is the part that we're picking up at birth. Mm-hmm. Uh, even before birth, we can talk. There are a lot of astrologers that work on the, uh, on the chart of conception. Interesting. That talks about the whole uh, uh, pregnancy period. Interesting. That can be very interesting, too, to see, if only to see what's going on around this child as he's developing. Oh, wow. Yeah, that gets... That gets into more, uh, maybe, parental relationships, uh, uh, things that are going on directly around this pregnant the woman. Uh, but still, I think there are plug-ins. It's quite possible. This is not something I've leaned on particularly, because it's hard to do, first of all, to know sure, when a when, child is conceived. Right. Um, but... I, f- I find the uh, the attitude and the approach is most intriguing because I think a lot of, especially the old messages, are uh, conceived at the same time as this child. Interesting. He's coming in with uh, a pretty good idea of what he has to accomplish. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. And so, you
0: know, in in that aspect, I mean, in a way, we are designed from conception, you know, to follow certain plans in life, but, you know, of course we can... Uh, we have the freedom to change and decide oh, along the better way.
1: Better yeah. do. I right. say often, if a 30-year-old if a person resembles too closely to his birth chart, there's a problem. Oh, <laughs> you know, he hasn't yeah. been paying attention and he hasn't been doing his homework.
0: Interesting. Oh. Okay.
1: Because this is a blueprint. It's a, it's a starting point for us to develop. For right. Us to develop. Oh, I love it. I mean, and that's what we're here to do anyway. For sure. We're here to learn. No, and it's absolutely not a, a static thing. Um, right. The birth chart, there are techniques to, that astrologers use to uh, show the evolution of a birth chart and show directions that uh, we can take. Right. In uh, the, again, in trans, planetary transits, uh, uh, how things are opening up, how chances we have to. Change the dialogues that are going mm. on in the initial birth chart, and so it's an evolutionary pro- pro- process. It's not something that you're born with and you have to deal with. Right. You it's know, not like the door is always open. Now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's not like this is my destiny and I have to do this. I have to follow <laughs> exactly.
0: it, and I have I can't play any other hand. Right.
1: <laughs> That's it. That's it. You've got these uh, energies, and you can uh, shape them the way you want. I was at an, uh, an astrology congress once where a very clever fellow said. Um, You don't like being a Scorpio? Well, don't be something else, you know? Right, yeah. You can can change your attitudes. You're free to uh, see what the other guy is thinking about, and maybe he's got some better ideas than you, and and maybe you can slow down your energy or or pick up an energy. Uh, uh, We're here to change in any case. Right. And so uh, if you have a choice... You know, go with it.
0: <laughs> first we have to know what we're starting with.
1: Exactly. And this is the point. You know, it was Plato that said, know thyself. And I think this is the first step. And that's uh, invariably how an astrology student gets started, is looking at his own chart, learning his uh, drawbacks So, where are his strong points, where are his weak points, mm-hmm. what he's going to do differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's precious. It's precious information. Yes, I think it's very
0: useful just to have that roadmap, mm-hmm. right, and know what you're dealing with. Now, something else I wanted to talk about, besides your book, of course, which mm-hmm. is wonderful, and <laughs> just the, the the themes and the uh, you know the the purpose of astrology in the first place. But we were talking a couple of days ago about how there's some kind of some big shifts coming up for people. Oh. Now we're, okay. we're video, uh, we are recording this actually, video and audio, we're recording this in late May and it will probably be published around uh, mid-July of 2019. So these are energies that
1: are coming up later in 2019. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, uh, the literature in, for astrologers is chock-full, it's been chock-full of, of uh, talking about these movements that are coming on, that have taken place, and that are coming on even more strongly mm-hmm. uh, throughout the year and throughout 2020. Um, I'll just set the, the scene a little bit because uh, uh, this, this uh, incredible conjunction that we're going to be seeing in 2019 uh, started in 2008 with uh, Pluto coming into Capricorn. Now, uh, this date may ring some bells, 2008 was when the bottom fell out of uh, uh, the world's economy, the world's notion of how to treat money, how to save money, how to spend money. Mm. Uh, And Pluto coming into Capricorn, Pluto is the planet of destruction, of transformation, of Ah. regeneration, Pluto takes no prisoners, and in his movement into a sign, is going to create cataclysms in the sense of that sign. Now, Capricorn mm-hmm. has everything to do with uh, money, mm-hmm. uh, industry, power, World governments. Mm-hmm. Right, great, or, great uh, uh, organizations, uh, especially, um, especially governments. Mm-hmm. So Pluto coming in just sets stage for uh, enormous upheaval in our economic system. So this is the the tower card in the tarot. Is, exactly, exactly. This is that uh, you go back to ground zero, and and because your base is not healthy, mm-hmm. and that's always the mess the message of the ta- of the uh, the tower in any case. So we're back to ground zero. Now it's up to us to build new paradigms, mm-hmm. new ways to treat money, new ways to treat power. Right. Uh, this was the beginning of a lot of uh, term, continuation of a lot of uh, trouble in the Middle East and trying again in other parts of the world as well. Mm-hmm. But a new power base that we're that we're setting up. All of this to to give a little history to this movement that's coming in now. Now, what's been interesting for us has been the, uh, the movement of Saturn that's coming to uh, the end of a cycle, to the end of a cycle of conjunction uh, with Pluto. This is always a time of um, especially industrial and economic revolution. Interesting. Very. And uh, I've got some dates here, I just have to look. So, the, the Saturn came into um, to join Pluto in uh, the sign of Capricorn already in December of uh, ni- of two thousand and seventeen, and this is preparing then um, the the onset of this conjunction that won 't be uh, absolute be- well it begins in February of this year February nineteen and will be exact in early uh, two thousand and twenty so we 're spending all this year in fact watching the movements back and forth of Saturn and getting ready for this ultimate uh, uh, conjunction and in early 2020. And a conjunction being just a... This is the beginning of the cycle. This is uh, like the new moon. Okay. Uh, It's a conjunction where the two planets are occupying us the same degree. Now these are very slow planets. Saturn's faster and it's coming on to Pluto. Pluto's been sitting here for years now since uh, 2008 uh, and is just and doing his number to all of us. Actually, Saturn coming across is is always the sign of a new a new cycle that's beginning. Um, we can look at all of the conjunctions of all of the planets, and each one is setting up a new cycle. Uh, so it gets rather complex. But this one's particularly visible and compelling because it's always a time when uh, new rules are being set. Uh, Saturn brings on the notion of Uh, absolutism. Uh, There are be new rules that there's a beginning and an end. We've got to consolidate. We've got to uh, 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 get very serious about changes that have only been uh, in upheaval for these last few years. Saturn comes in and says, no, it's going to be this way. Mm -hmm. Things get organized. Now, initially, with any revolution, uh, new rules are set. We saw this in the first industrial revolution in uh, in the eighteen hundreds. Yeah. Uh, the technological revolution happened at the last during the last cycle, the last uh, conjunction of Saturn and Pluto. So it always just s- destroys our initial paradigms, and then we have to move on and set up a new shop.
0: Hi, this is Christy. I just want to say that we here at Radiate Wellness hope you are enjoying this podcast. It's free to you, and we hope that you find it informative and inspirational, heck, even fun. We have just three small asks of you to help us radiate growth. First, please hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening on. That way, you'll receive a notification every time that we have a new podcast episode out. Next, please give us a thumbs up, a like, or a five-star review. If you're feeling inspired, a positive review wouldn't hurt. These two small things will help others find us when they're searching for great podcasts. Finally, please tell your friends about the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Better yet, show them how to find us and how to subscribe. If everyone did that, we would double our audience. Thanks a lot. We really appreciate it.
1: Now, what's interesting this year... Okay, so this is going on. It's taking its time, but it's definitely in place. Now this year, and this happens in, uh, oh, in December of this year, ni- uh, 2019, 2019, Jupiter is moving into the same conjunction, and will finally be joining the other two a little later in uh, 2020. Mm-hmm. Jupiter is the lawmaker. Jupiter is supposed to be showing us how we can uh, pass legislation, how we can set up the rules, how we can uh, uh, expand this idea of, uh, of uh, um, a new industry, new industrialization, and uh, allow it to expand to its logical limits. Uh, there's a lot of uh, lawmaking with Jupiter as well. Interesting. And, and a sense of uh, expansion is really the main word in Jupiter. But also he's going to set up the uh, the sidebar, you know, okay, we've got this immense industrial energy going on, setting up new rules. Well, here's what they're going to be. And we've got a sidebar over here saying, okay, uh, Iran is going to to understand some new laws. There's going to be uh, uh, new legislation sort of all over the place. Now... To my thinking, there are some other very nice planets taking place too that are going to be helping okay, along good. the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a, a big hand a very and a lot of imagination coming from uh, Neptune that's in Pisces these days. Uh, uh, one that's going to be important from a technological point of view and from a monetary point of view is uh, Uranus coming into um, Taurus, which is the house of money, which is the sign that talks about uh, organization of funds. And so we're seeing, you know, Bitcoins, Uranus that's always involved with innovation, with change, with uh, uh, modern approach, with uh, technology. And so we're seeing the Bitcoin world, we're seeing other odd ways to treat money. The banking system has gone completely bonkers because everybody's doing uh, other ways, other ways of treating mm-hmm. money, other ways of moving, moving money around. Uh, it's going to be useful and where I come back to the importance of this year into uh, the end of 2020 is that this is all happening and the best things are happening in the earth signs.
0: So, okay.
1: so in this trine of the earth signs, there will be room for growth, for serious concentration on the here and now, on our earthly means, that mm-hmm. is to say on uh, the minerals that are available, treatment of minerals, treatment of agriculture, treatment of fixing this earth. Yes. And I think if we use this the extreme power of Saturn and Pluto, to accomplish some growth. I think this is going to be a wonderful time, a wonderful window for us to change around a lot of very bad habits that we've seen uh, in the way overstressed uh, uh, fire signs uh, that were teaching us all kinds of abstract ways to use this energy, but that weren't based in anything solid. Mm-hmm. So as we're moving into these earth signs and we're finally getting some organized energy looking at uh, at this earth, I firmly believe, I may be uh, alone in my optimism, but I firmly believe that we can get a lot done. New laws, new legislation, Fantastic. new interest among people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got to come from the ground up. And uh, just a new interest among people to... Uh, yeah, to pay attention to this poor Earth, finally.
0: Well, we've been seeing that a lot of that lately with this um, movement by the young people exactly. to hold uh, protests and manifestations for climate uh, against climate change, yeah. etc. And uh, Bill Nye for crying out loud, coming out and saying, "Look, you boneheads, you need to
1: do something, <laughs> fix this, right? This <laughs> Absolutely. is you know, this
0: is not a, a warning. This is a you know, this is this is it. We, it's, right? The, it's the generational
1: change. shock is interesting yeah. because. Saturn is a very old planet. Saturn, and especially in Capricorn, represents the old guard. You know, the old rules, the old heavy system. Right. And we see these kids coming in and say, "No, our generation is not going to act like that. We're just no. It, we've had it. You know, and it's now or never. You know, right. start they're starting to shake the shake the shake the, the, the walls a little bit. Right. That and and this is a very good tendency. I think it's uh, it's excellent. Yeah, we can't Fantastic. go on the way we've been going.
0: We we cannot, and I I just can't. Uh, just hearing about all of these upcoming changes, all these upcoming energies, I can't help but think about our country. Well, your original country, mm-hmm. the, the United States, um, and how we've been through so much turmoil, and how we had so many environmental laws overturned,
1: mm-hmm,
0: that mm-hmm. type of thing. So I'm just I'm hoping, hoping that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I know I'm hoping that we can come to some you know just.
1: A renewal of those environmental laws. What that were in place already, exactly, wouldn't be too bad. Right, wouldn't be too bad. That's a whole the the oh, this geez. other sidebar of uh, local madness is uh, yet another cycle that uh, mm-hmm. bears looking at. But that'll probably be for another day. Yes, that would be for another day.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but I love how you know we've got our. Little microcosm of how our charts affect our life, but mm-hmm. then there's, you know, also globally, astrology
1: really speaks to us on the global stage, doesn't it? Sure, sure. Right? How do you even, yeah. well, it, it's, um, it, this is the hard part sometimes in astrology, we see these vast movements and uh, the sort of earth setup that mm-hmm. I was uh, talking about earlier, but there are obviously some births that are going to take more advantage of these planetary positions mm-hmm. than others. Uh, people born in the earth signs. Uh, that is to say, uh, Taurus and in Virgo and in Capricorn... Okay, thank you, yes. (laughs) Uh, Right, okay. okay. Uh, ...are going to feel this energy in a much more positive and applicable way than uh, than some hangers-on in Sagittarius or or even Leos or uh, uh, Gemini folks who aren't built that way. They're not uh, understanding the same messages. Right. They're not in the same way. And so um, there's a certain ease for us and also in, in uh, the mirror sense of, uh, of the water signs, that is to say uh, Cancer and Scorpio and uh, Pisces, who are going to be much more at ease in these general movements, in these huge movements, than are uh, some, other, some other signs or people born under other energies. Right. Uh, who are going to feel this blockage as something you know personally insulting <laughs> and uh, right. what you want to do you want to close my uh, my uh, fabrique, my uh, usine and uh, and make me go to work somewhere else well yeah it's time and uh, it's, it's time so, just so some other people are going to be much more challenged right so uh, you know it's uh, it's kind of everybody has his turn <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, you just wait for your turn to... Turn on again.
0: Yeah. Well, and again, I, I love how things overlap. All of the things that we study and all the things that we know just overlap so much. And Dolores Cannon talking so much about the three waves of volunteers, which is a, a wonderful book. If anybody can read that book, the three waves of volunteers, that when uh, the call went out that Earth was going to be going through these shifts, these major growth spurts, that we need help. We need who's going to volunteer to come and help the Earth. And so we have like this first generation, the old guard. Uh-huh. Right, mm-hmm. who come to shake everything apart. Yes, exactly. And then we have these new waves of volunteers who come to build on that rubble. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Which, right. Uh-huh. So we've had we've had this shaking apart uh, in the '60s, and you know, with the sure. feminism and civil rights and anti-war. But then we've got these new energies coming in to yeah, rebuild. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's it's all a, a repetition again of these cycles that are uh, well. Uh, unavoidable to a certain degree, and mm-hmm. it's up to us coming back to how human beings are supposed to be building into this, right. into these cycles. It's a question of uh, accepting your place in these cycles, uh, trying to understand again through the birth chart. There are no shortcuts, so you have to look at the entire chart <laughs> and see where you can go, see where you can be, and uh, how to act in this on these terrible, uh, incredibly huge movements. Uh, where to take, where to take your place, and what brick can you take to the wall? You know, it's, yes. it's really a question of what can I do, what what am I capable of, what is my place here? To yeah, to get involved in the universe. You know, this is mm-hmm. really it. And uh, yeah, I think that's the ultimate uh, reason, best reason for an astrological study is to uh, see where your what your brick is and where you, where you can yeah where you can place it
0: where we fit in I, uh-huh. I love that because we all do have our role that we play um you know in this greater society so it's really good to have just a hmm, just an idea of where that goes yeah and how we, what we
1: can totally do with
0: it. totally and so astrology can help us understand that but also on a you know on a personal scale but not on a bigger scale as well um but i love how all the different things that we talk about the like the conception astrology mm-hmm. and medical astrology. I know there's Vedic astrology. A, a, a good friend of mine, I hope to have her on this podcast, does Vedic astrology. Um, there's just all these different different types. And humanist, well, and that's more what you adhere to, isn't it? The humanist
1: yeah, astrology. Yeah, rather, which has, um, uh, it's, a, it's a modern astrology in the sense that it has uh, embraced uh, Jungian normally Jungian psychology, in fact, and Just found the parallels in the language. Uh, Jung was a, a great oh. adherent of astrology.
0: Oh, yeah, he was a big fan. He,
1: he really was very fond of... Uh, Things that he learned through astrology and, oh, sure. and applying it to uh, uh, the well, basically the psychoses and the, and the complexes, the psychological complexes that he was seeing. Mm-hmm. But um, through that too, he was uh, he was fascinated, always fascinated by uh, um, inspirational and uh, uh, invisible languages. And again, uh, astrology is a series of symbolic language, and. Uh, so with that he could he could say, yes we can go out of you know the, the the psyche as such but and to see how in fact our dream life, our unconscious life is at least as visible at least as important as this uh, terrestrial life and he was um, at the time the only psychologist or psychiatrist who was willing to go that route but it's true and uh, and so the humanist astrologers are using um, Essentially, modern psychology, and reading the chart as uh, as the planetary imprints on our psyche. That's so it comes down to that. Finally,
0: no, I think that's I think that's brilliant. And again, I just love how these things just overlap, and just understanding ourselves from a basic standpoint, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and knowing mm-hmm. what our our what our wants are, how we go about getting those fulfilled, et cetera, mm. et cetera. Um, and I know you can also take someone's natal chart and pair it with somebody else's. Yeah, For example, in a, mm-hmm. a business relationship,
1: or a marriage, or a relationship, a you know, romantic type of relationship, mm-hmm. how does that work? Um, this is called, well, there are two approaches. One is the, uh, well, it's called a relational astrology, and uh, one technique that I love. First of all, it's a comparison, a simple comparison of the planetary uh, positions mm-hmm. in uh, the two charts and how they're going to talk to each other. But then there's another approach uh, called composite, uh, a composite reading, which is essentially a blending, a really physical blending of the two charts that are, that's going to show us the mechanism of the relationship. So
0: basically taking these two relationships, putting the charts
1: together, and creating a... A A third, yeah, a third uh, mechanism, a third entity, Mm -hmm. yeah, that represents, uh, that it's going to show us where our strong points are in this relationship, where our weak points are, right. what buttons we're pressing, each one is pressing some of the other guy's buttons, right. one way or the other. Right. Uh, where we can use this, this uh, information, where to hang back, where to forge ahead. What basically you can base uh, a relationship on. Mm-hmm. There are people who should never travel together. <laughs> There are people who should, I've seen some composite charts that said, you shouldn't hang out in the same room more than 20 <laughs> minutes together. You know, just, this is not going to happen. You can see if you're speaking the same language. Sure. If you want the same things. If you want the same things, uh, it's, it's a fantastic uh, technique. To see what the mechanism is really, and, right. and how to work out some of the problems. You know, uh, maybe there's another way to uh, communicate that's going to work better for in a couple or in a in a business relationship. Sure, uh, so many things. Or uh, I like to say uh, it's sort of. Um, what if you have an everyday tractor kind of a relationship, or if you have a thing that you just want to take out on Sundays? You know, it's, it's not going to hold up under pressure. Right. Uh, this is good to know when you're, you know, you're trying to get something off the ground. So.
0: Right. Absolutely. Yeah, and then exactly. you can even do this com- kind of composite chart for, like, maybe an enterprise, uh, an enterprise, like uh, something you're wanting to
1: stir, like a like a business. For sure. For sure, yeah, just to know definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. Although it's usually well, the, there's another another technique called elective uh, uh, astrology wow. that shows us good times to be signing contracts, good times to launch that business. Good timing is everything in astrology, <laughs> yes. and in our lives actually, so, according to certain. So uh, that's an, that's another technique where that I enjoy using for uh, uh, electing surgical dates, for instance, when we have a choice. Uh, electing uh, mm. uh, uh, contract signings and uh, interest like that, uh, interviews. Oh, when to have your interview? Great idea! This is fantastic. You know where you're going to right. uh, be at your strongest, at your best. Anyway, when we're free okay. to choose a day and time that. If that works for us, do it. <laughs> right? Find it a good
0: one. It can only help. Yeah, it can only help. It can only help. Wow. So, my gosh, we've covered so much ground here. Um, what else do you think is important to cover? Maybe we haven't talked about, or what do you want to oh, make sure everybody knows?
1: Um, the, the main reason people come into consultation, I find, I've found all these years is when they come to a crossroads, when they're a dead end, this right. is true too, yeah. when uh, the past uh, apt- apt- attitudes and ap- aptitudes, habits are no longer working and we're only seeing uh, problems and blockages that uh, my clients are finally willing to uh, give up and get over right so they come in saying why am i doing the same thing all the time why is uh this not working out why is my life not working out my job choices whatever choices that's one or you get to a point where uh which is more exciting even where you have to choose you know if you have have some options uh i like to use this too to i like to use this time to um Uh, What I say, get out of get out of the middle of the storm, and have an objective look Mm -hmm. at the big picture. Sure. And astrology is particularly good for that, uh, especially if you're in an elective period where you're you're having to make some important choices, so um, or some important changes. Right. So uh, I think that's. What I would like uh, people to understand about the possibilities of an uh, astrological study is to be able to get a little objective distance and see the big picture.
0: Because we get so
1: lost in the weeds, don't we? Absolutely, right. You've got to be able to see what the big picture is. It's very difficult sometimes, Mm -hmm. and. through, uh, I see uh, the other half of my clientele is coming in uh, at times of stress uh, with planetary transits.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: We're feeling, we're feeling on a very visceral level uh, movements in the sky that are working on Mm -hmm. or off of our uh, our natal chart and uh, these are particularly sensitive uh, periods of time and it's very interesting to see why I'm so anxious, why uh, all these changes are coming at me at once. Here. Why is this happening right now? And when we can see the source of the change or of the mm-hmm. stress, uh, we're, much, we're in a much better position to deal with it.
0: Well, we know that there's an end in sight.
1: Precisely. That's the beauty of cycles is not they're cyclic. <laughs> <laughs> and there is a beginning and there's an end, right. and there it's going somewhere or whatever it. it feels like.
0: I remember last summer we had eclipses, we had retrogrades, it was just hideous. I think there were six eclipses going on at one time, it was just...
1: Awful. Yeah, yeah it's heavy, heavy duty energy time. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. proved to be the case. Oh, we, we don't even see all of the, uh, obviously, we don't see all of the cycles beginning right. and ending and, and waxing and waning, and that's probably a good thing. But occasionally it's useful to sit back and say, whoa, you know, that was a big week. What happened? Right. What hit me? And it uh, makes an order for the. The rest of the events are, that are right. shaping up around these different eclipses and these different transits. Mm-hmm. So that's really what I, I like that's to do and useful. I like to show people.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is an end inside and the cycle is coming to an end. You might not want to think about moving right now,
1: <laughs> <laughs> or divorcing necessarily, or yeah, there's a lot of things that, uh, yeah, they're buying a house or, you know, they're there are good times and bad times to be doing things and that's sure. uh, finally where it's all useful isn't and it?
0: Mm-hmm, where people come in for that and so I, I should say that you are living in geneva switzerland mm-hmm. um have been for decades and um <laughs> <laughs> yeah see clients, yeah see clients here uh in your home in geneva uh which is absolutely lovely but you can also see people on zoom Sure. Sure. I'm video conferencing, which is great
1: through um, Radiate Wellness. Uh, yes. Yeah, we can set up appointments.
0: Yeah. And then on your page on Radiate Wellness, we've got all of mm-hmm. the different services the com- the natal chart and then the composite chart, mm-hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm, all these yes. things. And you can make an uh, appointment directly. So that's very helpful. <clears throat> awesome. Well, it's been really great. I love talking about this
1: stuff. You know, so much it's well i uh i love my subject and i live my subject and uh if it shows up uh can can help anybody else that's uh, that's fantastic so much the better yeah, great so much the better exactly yeah well thank you so much it's been a pleasure good all night thank you